Hello and welcome to another episode of the Faraway Friars. My name is Beso, and I am joined here, as always, with Omar. Omar, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I am doing great. I'm looking up stats for a segment we're going to be hosting later, but for now, I am doing great. Earlier this year, before the All-Star game, I played a game of Who's That Padres Pitcher, uh, quizzing Omar, giving him random pitching stats to try to see if he could figure out what pitcher I was talking about. He's going to play the game on me. But before that, the Padres are coming off of a loss tonight on August the 11th, 2021, to the Miami Marlins. They split a two-game series with them at home. This is after winning two out of three against the Diamondbacks. Not too much in the news world of Padres baseball. Uh, Drew Pomerantz recently went to the 10-day IL. Pain. The Padres recently activated for the first time relief pitcher Daniel Hudson, who they picked up. Outside of that, we've been hearing a lot of other news that we'll get into in a moment. But the Padres are 66-50 and 50 at the time of recording. Seven and a half games out in the NL West. And now we're having to watch the Reds as well, who are a few games behind the Padres for that second and last playoff spot in the wild card of the National League. Omar, what do you think about the Reds and their surge here? I don't know. Because on one hand, when their hitting is on, you know, they just absolutely tear it. Like Joey Votto. Was it last week or a week before? Absolutely lit up the majors. What, it's like seven, eight home runs in a row. It was going crazy. Yeah. But then the thing is, though, uh, their bullpen uh, is also a bit of a concern because it's not that great. Starting pitching is okay, but once you get into the bullpen, it just kind of flounders on them. They they were doing really well. They won uh, five games in a row last week. And then they have just recently lost three games in a row, so they're not as big of a threat as I predicted by the time we'd record here. But they were doing really well, and they caught up a bit to the Padres. Padres had to look over their mirror just a little bit. Of course, the goal for the Padres should still be to keep up with the Giants, keep up with the Dodgers, but they need to make the playoffs, of course. Mm -hmm. That's always the goal. That's always the goal. I was relieved. Uh, seeing the Padres recently because their starting pitching seemed to be hitting form uh, pretty well. We had For the most part. <laughs> we had a trio of good starts, starting with Yu Darvish on Saturday, Blake Snell, which is you know always good for him, and Joe Musgrove on Monday. Then uh, today we had Ryan Weathers. You know, I don't think today happened, uh, honestly. <laughs> Brian Weathers, I was pumping him up so much during those Dodgers series, is pumping him up when the Padres sent him down to AAA. And I, I didn't understand it at the time because his numbers were still good. But I linked it on our Discord here. In the last three games, he's given up at least six earned runs each outing, and he has not gotten through five innings one time. So he has been straight up awful as far as 
an MLB standard starting pitcher would would be judged by. And, you know, we've seen ups and downs with our guys, so it's not like this is brand new for the Padres, but Ryan Weathers doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. What do you think the Padres should do with him and the pitching staff, I guess? So I have a soft spot for Weathers a little bit, <laughs> mostly because the two games I've attended so far, he's pitching them. So, you know, I, I've seen him when he's good. I've seen him when he's kind of shaky. I think right now we kind of need him because, you know, in terms we don't really have a fit starter as is, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, Clevenger is on the aisle. Lamette is still trying to come back. We won't even know if he'll be a starter regularly. Who Morahone went out early this year with Tom John. We really can't afford to throw bullpen games all that much. Paddock, obviously, is not still on the IL. That's kind of hurting us right now, as is. Yeah, right now you have like guys like Stammen and then Miguel Diaz, maybe, as guys that are coming in to have the eat innings, and that's yeah. that's not very good. We're unfortunately kind of in a situation with Weathers where we know he's been struggling, and ideally we wouldn't send him out there every time, but we kind of have to at this moment. It really is a bad situation for the Padres to be in because you only really have two arms you can trust in the, you know, in the heat of things. I would go with Darvish and Musgrove, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I would hope, as I wrote down in our MLB Reddit uh, power rankings, that this little chunk here starts to lead Snell in the right direction, because if he does well in September and October, you know then all will be forgiven. But of course, there's a lot of baseball fans that have been bashing the Padres over getting Snell and bashing Snell and saying he's not overall as great a pitcher as you know we hoped he'd be. But we want some consistency here, and we need a third guy, at least a third guy, to step up and be consistent if this playoff run is going to go anywhere. Absolutely. The Padres recently played the Diamondbacks and Marlins. They played the Diamondbacks again for for four more games uh, going to Arizona this time. Then they play the Rockies. These are games that the Padres need to win. You know, in these six games, I want to see five and one. Padres have been playing down a little bit to their division opponents, playing down to teams that they should be beating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... I want them to go five and one, but four and two is okay. How are you feeling about that? My personal opinion, as long as we're winning series, which we did against Arizona, which we did against the Marlins just now, we're a bit better than just going strictly 500. You know, against the A's, we were strictly, we went 500 against them. I believe the Rocky series, we were 500. So we got to yeah. be winning these series and, you know, because even even with the, taking the loss, you're still getting at least those two wins. And I feel like that's more beneficial to us. You know, ideally, a sweep is great. And, you know, uh, the sort of elephant in the room right now is that we haven't completed a sweep since that Dodger sweep. in what was it? Was it June? Right. It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. uh that that's kind of a that's kind of a hanging over us right now, but it's not the like in the Nat series we were so close. As long as we're still trying to maintain a certain amount of wins above five hundred, like recently we 
broke past 16 yesterday, I believe. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as we're maintaining that, I think it will be fine. But ideally, we want to sweep these games. We want to get that, put that extra distance between us and the Reds, and then uh, inch closer to the Dodgers, hopefully the Giants, ever so more. Right now, we're uh, 66 and 50, so that is 16 games over. We are four games behind the Dodgers. Recently, the Padres placed Jerkson Profar on the 10 day injured list. Tatis, of course, got injured a little while ago, uh, I believe two weeks ago now, something like that. He, he re-injured his shoulder, of course. And because of that, we, we've we seen different lineups with the Padres in the infield. Of course, Kim in the past had come to short, but we've seen Cronenworth uh, going to short. And I saw him pull a gem or two as well in that position. And I, I really love the infield with, you know, Hosmer. Uh, Frazier, Cronenworth, and Manny. I think that's a really good infield. And we, as Padre fans, are seeing this news of Tatis saying that he's definitely going to come back, which is a relief. Always. Hearing that he's, you know, practicing, he's, you know, trying to get into game shape again. But I've been hearing that they've been practicing a little bit with him in the outfield. And I saw rumors, oh, he's going to go into center field. Oh, he's going to go into right field. And that's very weird because, of course, he's a shortstop. And is it safer if he goes to that position? What do you think about those rumors? Uh, At the beginning of the season, when he was, you know, having all those errors and, uh, you know, all those concerns about his shoulder, uh. You know, the, the the concession was, hey, what if we move into the outfield for a bit, you know, or if we had the DH, we would put him in DH. I think you mentioned uh, a few a few episodes ago, you know, if the DH was in the season, Tatis would very likely be in that spot. Especially um, especially with Frazier now, if they had a DH, he would definitely be there, in my opinion. So if if we didn't trade for Frazier, I would say Tatis should stay uh in field because you know the only other guy we would have was uh Hassan Kim. Uh obviously you know Jerks and Profar plays at first base as well, but you know Hassan Kim was the only other guy that plugs in to the out into the not the outfield, the infield mm-hmm. as much, you know. But now with Frazier, you know, with how reliable Kim is to be plug and play, and you know, now recently Cronenworth at shortstop has been doing extremely well. Honestly I'm not against Tatis in the outfield. I, outfield has always been like, uh, you know, if you're a lot older, not as well defensively, they usually just stick you in a corner outfield spot and hope for the best. Uh, but with Tatis, you know, he'd be, I feel like he'd be a pretty decent out, outfielder. You know, he's an amazing shortstop when he's on his day. So bring that to the outfield and he can be making plays. Uh, it also, you know, allows him to be a bit more careful. Hopefully. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I say as he, you know, goes to leap and rob a home <laughs> run and he does it and then his arm falls off. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But still. <laughs> I'm thinking of all these like, you know, these scenarios going through my head and it's like Ken Griffey Jr. had a lot of problems, people believe, because he went Ooh. all out in the outfield trying to 
he'll dive for balls running into the wall, and he got injured a lot doing that. And and like you just kind of said, like, is Tatis really gonna relax if they put him in the outfield, or is he gonna, you know, slide and dive on that shoulder? And are we gonna be right back to where we were? I remember in the Seattle Mariners documentary that um, Seeker Base put out, yeah. they talked about in the 1995 season, Griffey was out for a good chunk of the season because he made a really good catch mm-hmm. in, the outfield, in the outfield, but uh, messed up his foot. Uh, and funny enough, uh, I believe a similar inner injury caused Ronald Acuna Jr. to be out for the season this year. Mm. You know? So, uh, Maybe the outfield isn't so good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know just what you know, I would worry about Tatis, personally. Tatis would be a great catcher. I like hear me out, okay? Mm-hmm. Tatis laying down the signs. <laughs> It'll work. No, I mean our our backup catcher is Cronenworth. If our other two aren't there, <laughs> I I just feel like it's more of a it's more of a thing where if you have not played the position as much your whole career you might be more likely to get injured, you know, Mm -hmm. because you might not know what the best path is to take the ball. Um, You might not know how much exactly effort exactly you need to exert on a play. That might make it even worse. It's... Mm -hmm. To be fair, Tatis does have a really good arm. No, yeah. So I could definitely see him making those like type of plays that like Will Myers did a, like a week or two ago, the type that Hunter Renfro is kind of no- known for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious though. Uh, so generally it's been like, Oh, Tati's going to outfield, but you know, the rumor is, Oh, he's going to be in center field or he might go to right field or I haven't heard left field as much because fam has always just been, yeah, he's been all, he's been all right throughout the season. The concern is like, Oh, either we put Tatis in center field and move Grisham to right field, let Will Myers, you know, kind of be the guy that gets benched, or just straight up bench Will Myers and put Tatis in right field. Uh, I want to know what you think. What is the likely place he'll be in the outfield? To me, if and maybe when he goes into there, Grisham has been the most consistent of those outfielders, and he's always been a center fielder from when he was called up. So I think it would be a bad idea to move him out of center. Um, I know he had that big error uh, when he was in the Brewers, his rookie season, and that kind of haunted him a little bit. But on the Padres, he's been really good the last two years. I believe he only has, I think, one or two errors this season. Yeah, he's been very he's been very consistent as yeah. our outfielder. And he's been very consistent as a hitter as well for the Pods. So I don't really want to mess with him at all. Mm-hmm. Myers has been more up and down. He's more inconsistent. So it wouldn't hurt me as much. We've also seen Myers play first base. So maybe there's like a trio thing where Myers did play catcher. No, 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 uh... no, no, no. Listen, listen, you have, you have like a trio thing where you have Tatis in right and Hosmer at first. And then, Myers is like taking their off days at both spots. I don't know. I I I've seen Myers at first, and that kind of worked when the Padres weren't quite as good. Um, but that's how I would do it. I'm not sure 
if the Padres are really going to do it, I think they might be just trying it to see what happens. But if Tatis is interested in doing it, you know, maybe he might want to try it. But I think it makes a lot more sense in right field to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there a whole thing where essentially your best outfielder on the team should be center? Center right? field, you want the fastest, most athletic, best outfielder because you have to cover more ground in center field. And yeah. then it depends on the stadium after that, whether left or right are more uh, important. A lot of stadiums have a shorter right field than a left field. And a lot of stadiums have like some sort of wall in right field. So there's less ground to cover. Like in Petco, mm-hmm. for instance, right field has that little deck that comes out. So it, it's not quite as much room to cover. So you can put a slower outfielder there, but you know they have to be able to read the ball coming off the wall as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I have the stats I want set up. Okay. So if we want to get right into that, yes, we can. we're going to play a game of who's that Padres hitter. Who's that Padres hitter? Alrighty. Last time on Who's That Padre, I completely failed. Three for three, all fails. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be zero for three? Well, you failed it three out of three times. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, I'm hoping for some sort of redemption by making Beso do as badly as I did. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put. Three Padres, wait, no, five Padres players Okay. on our little document right here. Okay. And then I'm going to put the stats of three of them. Uh, Like, obviously, like, three stats of one individual person, then the next row, three individual stats of one person, next row, same thing, right? Okay. And you're going to have to guess what of the five fit into those Okay, so I have, to match, like, I have to match the, the stats with the player. For the player, one, yeah. one stat is consistent among all three. I decided to give you that much okay. leeway. But at the same time, it won't help you that much. Or maybe it will. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> all right. So for our viewers at home, the five mm-hmm. that I'm giving Meso to guess from are Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, Jay Cronenworth, Eric Cosmer, and Tommy Pham. Okay. So the entire main infield plus Tommy Pham. Okay. Uh, I was considering, I will tell you, I was considering putting Hassan Kim in there so we can have full infield. But since he doesn't play as much, his scats might, his scats, my, his stats might be a little bit easier to figure out. Okay. And I don't want to give you to that advantage. So I will give you three. That's ready. That's number one. So number one, oops, number one is zero point two eighty seven batting average, ninety three point six exit velocity, and four R WAR. Okay, okay. Here's number two. Uh, is that a zero or that's an O? <laughs> I put an O. I was looking up what R WAR is. If it's WAR or if it's a little different. Well. Because there's R war and there's F war, uh, and I got all these stuff from Baseball Reference, so I wanted to specify. 
in case you're like, but F4 says, okay. Okay. So the next Padres batter that I pick has 0.281 batting average, mm-hmm. 64 strikeouts, and 52 RBI. Here's the final one. Okay. Alrighty. And the final one has 0.244 batting average, 101 strikeouts, and 1.3 R war. Okay. Alrighty. So, again, he's given me uh, three different stats and five different players. So there's more players than stats, and I have to put the three stats with three of the five players. I have Tatis, Machado, Cronenworth, Hosmer, and Pham. I have not looked at the recent Padres hitting uh, statistics this week in preparation. So I have to go off a little bit of my memory and what I feel from watching the players. And I'm going to, in my head, group Tatis, Machado, and Cronenworth together as, uh, you know, I'm going to put them over here in group A. I'm going to put Hosmer and Fam in group B. Because I feel like Hosmer and Fam are more comparable stat-wise. In the same way, we have these three stat lines. And I'm going to put the two that both have very close batting averages. One's at 287, one's at 281. I'm going to put those two to the left. I'm going to put one to the far right here. I'm going to just focus on that third stat line. 244 batting average, 101 strikeouts, and a 1.3 R war. Uh So to me, that's either Hosmer or Pham. And it's difficult you have a 64 strikeout player with a better batting average. So I'm trying to see how much worse, how much more strikeouts that would be I'm thinking about in my head. I'm going to go with fam for that third player. I feel like, third I feel like that third player, 244, 101 strikeouts, 1.3 our war. I feel like that would be fam. Okay. I might be wrong. It might be Hosmer, but in my opinion, it's, it's fam. So you want to lock that in? I'll, I'll write it down. Okay. So then we have these two that are very similar. We got 287, 281. And I'm trying to think here. Cronenworth and Machado, I feel like, have a slightly lower batting average than Tatis. And the the exit velocity does absolutely nothing for me. Because I don't I don't keep track of exit velocity. So I have absolutely nothing to compare it with. Interesting, interesting. But at the same time, I feel like that four war, I remember there was a stat where it was talking about Manny and Tatis both over the last two years getting like seven-something war. And if that's true, and that lines up with these numbers, that four war would be one of them too. I will give you a slight are you are you sure about all of these all of these stats are from the 2021 season yeah that includes the war yeah the the stat i saw the stat i saw was between 2020 and 2021 it was a compilation of seven war okay and so that to me that to me rules out cronenworth i believe i'm gonna say number one is tatis okay I have Tatis having 287, 93.6, and 4 war. 
Okay. In the middle is the one I have not done yet. I have three players left, but to me, I'm completely throwing out Hosmer because I don't think he has a 281 batting average. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 52 RBIs, 281 batting average. And I'm thinking about it. And the 64 strikeouts, I don't think Cronenworth has 64 strikeouts. Uh-huh. But then I almost feel like Machado has more than 52 uh, RBIs. Uh-huh. <sighs> I'm trying to think because Machado has played the whole season. Mm-hmm. And Tatis hasn't. Mm-hmm. This is difficult. It is. You know what? I'm going to unlock it. And I'm going to say Tatis is here. Oh, so you're switching. I'm going to put Machado here. I might I might have just screwed it up. They always say trust your gut. But I feel like Machado has more uh, RBIs than that. Uh-huh. And Tatis, I feel like those numbers might fit him right now. And I don't think Cronenworth, I think his batting average is very comparable. Uh-huh. And he could even be that number one there. But I don't think he has that many strikeouts. And okay. Regis, this is my final answer. I'm locking them in. Okie dokie. Well, unfortunately, you got some right. <laughs> That's what makes you mad. You, uh, okay. But you didn't get all of them right. Okay, I knew I wouldn't get all of them. Uh, I did win something. Okay. So let me tell you who you did get right. Okay. You were right on the money with fans. Okay, good, good. I was, so my plan was. I was hoping you mistake that for Hosmer because low batting average, high strikeouts, low war. Yeah. I was hoping you'd go, you'd go into that trap. Now, for Machado, you also got him right. Yes, I knew it. So okay. originally, I was, my, my plan was you'd think that would be Tatis. I did. I did, obviously. High batting average, yeah. high X and low high war. Okay. So, and you did at first. At first. But a middle guy, that, that you did not get it right. Okay. Whatsoever. You okay. want to know what your mistake was? The strikeouts? No. Okay. You threw out Hosmer out of the equation. I did. I completely threw him out of there. So, the three Padres, in order. <laughs> Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer, and Tommy Pham. Eric Hosmer is hitting 281 with only six strikeouts. Yes. What the fuck? Machado, Manny Machado, this year, is hitting 280. 287, mm-hmm. hitting 93.6 average exavilo and has 4R war. Uh, Tatis has 292 batting average, 93.5 exavilo, very similar, and 4.9 R war. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, so Cronenworth, Cronenworth and Hosmer are actually similar. That's why I knew, Cronenworth I knew. is hitting 275 yeah. on the year. He has 68 strikeouts and has hit 54 RBI. Hosmer, as you can see, is hitting 281. Let me just double check to make sure I didn't talk Because <laughs> there's a chance, but okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's hitting 281 on the year. Okay. With 64 strikeouts and 52 RBI. While Tommy Pham has 244 batting average. 101 strikeouts and 1.3 R war. Well, well, shit. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, also, Tatis has 102 strikeouts as well. Okay. So, but I knew you wouldn't go that route because of the R war, because Tatis would have a higher war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you did good. I got two out of three. That's not bad. I got two out of three. Osmer, you definitely, you definitely. I knew that was going to be you got one that would work. Once I saw his batting average, I'm like, that's going to mess him up so much. That's a surprise to me. Especially, mm-hmm. you mentioned that Cronenworth has more strikeouts. Even, even uh, though it's slightly more. Four more strikeouts, but yes. I uh, Also, um, who do you think has the least exit velo out of the five I mentioned? Least. Least. I would say Cronenworth. Huh. Yes. Okay. Uh, 88.3. Okay. Uh, Hosmer and Fam are identical at 90.7. See, Hosmer, his thing in my head is that he's always hit into a lot of double plays. So to do that, he have to hit the ball hard. You just hit it hard and low. Considering yeah. using uh, ground into double play. Yeah. Because uh, Hosmer has, but so has, I believe Tatis has as well a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't. That one also, doesn't surprise me. Lowest war out of these five, I believe, on the whole team actually. Hosmer at one. Yeah, straight. Yeah, I I knew Hosmer had a low war, and you putting the one point three there actually made me think it was fam because I thought Hosmer's would be lower than that because I remember hearing all these posts about low war. That's what got me. Yeah. Similar, but I was th- I was banking on that you think Fam would have a slightly bit higher war. Yeah, I I undervalued Hosmer so much that I picked Fam. You oh you did yeah you did. But I got I got two out of three. Can't be upset with that. Hosmer though pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was hoping you'd think Cronenworth would be the the middle one because they're very similar. Wow, I, yeah. I was I almost I almost got you. I hyped I up got I hyped up Cronenworth's. Uh, anti-strikeout ability too much. I knew he wasn't the first one, but I, yeah. I thought I thought he didn't strike out that much. So I, mm-hmm. my misjudgment led me in the right direction with Cronenworth. I knew Tatis and Machado were very similar players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I didn't include with strikeouts because I figured you would think Tatis has struck out more than Machado, which he has. Uh, yeah, I sh- could have done RBI because Manny Machado actually has more RBI. He has seventy eight compared to uh seventy. That would that would make sense to me though because Tatis hasn't played as much. Exactly. That's why I thought the fifty two was way too low for Machado. That's why I second guessed that one. Yeah, but also uh, Tatis has very is hits the ball very well, very hard. So I, I was hopefully Exavilo would mess you up a bit, but. Apparently you don't check that or whatever. I had no I had no idea if the, the reference of ninety three is really good or average. I mean I, I well this yeah. is average extra and Tati's usually known for hitting the ball pretty well, so yeah. I would say I mean fun. I mean like I don't know if like what the number of a good player is versus an average player is what I'm saying. I couldn't I couldn't tell the number there. See, I'm a little bit miffed that you did get some right, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, I I did get you with Hosmer very well, so I feel like that's you did you did get that one. You did get that one. I still got two, so I'm gonna take that one to the bank. I'm gonna take those. (laughs) Good game though. Good game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I guess does that does that mean we should stop shitting on Hosmer? I know Tommy Pham's had a rough go of it a little bit. He's had a rough year, 
of ben, he had an amazing June. He did. He's kind of uh, petered out a bit. Yeah, for the most part, Hosmer has been secretly getting really hot. You know, and a lot of people are are have just been bagging on him all season. But I mean, look at it. Look at it. You know, two eighty one batting average, uh, sixty four strikeouts, fifty two. Like yeah, sure, uh, one WAR. Uh, but I mean. Let me pull up his baseball reference. Uh, yeah. 102 hits, uh, which includes 10 home runs, 15 um, extra base hits, mm-hmm. uh, like just doubles, not no triples. He's not that fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he 32 walks as well. That's a pretty good percentage. Uh, his uh, on on base percentage is 345. Not ideal, but you know, still. His slugging though is 405, which I feel is a little bit better. Uh, OPS is 750. You know, yeah. So I know I know you, a lot of people are, have been bagging on him because he's not as good as he used to be, or he's paid too much, or whatever. But I mean, if you look at that, it, it's not terrible. You know, no, his his WAR is still bad because I don't think he, I guess he doesn't score a lot of runs. He doesn't have a lot of RBIs. He doesn't uh, do amazingly in the field either. So that's why his war would be low, even if he has a good batting average. If he's hitting, you know, over 275, you really can't complain with that. Trent Grisham, I thought, was hitting a bit better by what we were talking about earlier. He's hitting 260. Uh, Profar is hitting 240. Uh, just straight batting averages. So I was considering using Grisham in this. But I figured fam, because I wanted to use... Originally, I was going to do just pure infield, but then I figured, okay, let's use the top five people typically in the lineup. If you would have, if also, you would have put, I was considering uh, Adam Frazier as well, but um, I want to stick with guys who've been with the team for the most, yeah, for uh, with us. Yeah, I, have, I have no time. reference for him. Um, exactly, but if you if you had said a two sixty batting average, I would have been like, nah, everybody else is higher than that. Grisham's higher than that. I would have picked. I would have picked uh, Hosmer for that. Exactly. Myers is <laughs> Myers is only hitting two fifty six, which isn't awful, but it's not good. He has a hundred strikeouts, um, twelve homers. Yeah, Hosmer, um, pleasantly surprised with that. Didn't didn't know that was happening. <laughs> so last time around, I believe, because um, mm-hmm. I think so. The guys you use were Lamet. Darvish and Snell, right? Or was it Lamet, Musgrove, and Snell? I didn't use Lamet or Weathers. I used Snell, Paddock, uh, Darvish, Musgrove. Who did I use a fifth person? I had to. Now you used Lamet because Lamet was one of your answers. Yeah, Lamet was one of the answers. Yeah, I didn't use Weathers. That was the one I didn't use. Yeah, yeah but uh, from what I remember, uh, I was surprised. For Blake Snell, because I thought, because uh, I believe I picked that one to be Paddock, but you know Blake Snell did, did a really good job of striking out people. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, you know, yeah. You know, like, I know he's had a struggle this year, but you know, like as evidenced by his latest start, you know, when this, when the pitching staff, hell, when the the hitting, when everything's on, you know, clicking, we're just unstoppable. And like I know results like today don't necessarily mean that we're in, invincible. Oh god! Um, <laughs> I turned on that I mean, game. Hey. I I got home at like eight today, and I turned on that game. Like I I was watching. I'm like, where did it all go wrong? And then 
like five minutes, and I'm like, the first inning, that's where it all went wrong. Poor <laughs> yeah. Weathers. Um, He's been through it. Sometimes that happens. But when it rains. Yeah. It's gonna happen over 162 games. Uh the Padres again have to take advantage of what is not a very difficult August. So they have to be able to kind of, you know, catch up a little bit more, at least get more of a lead over the Reds before September. Uh, because September is going to be very difficult, in my opinion. All right, Omar, is there anything else you'd like to let our listeners know? As always, stay safe. Please get vaccinated. And, you know, even when we lose horribly, uh, always root for our Padres. Because in the case of Hosmer, the Beso, they might surprise you. Yeah. Take some. <laughs> Whether you're San Diego at home or San Diego at heart, thank you for being with us from the start. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Far Away Friars podcast and see you all soon.